You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, and is our Lord. Amen. I want to read something. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. Luke 21, 15. The Bible says, For I will give you a mouth. Mm. You already have a mouth, but there is a promise. That's not talking about the physical mouth. I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Wow. There is an unction that is irresistible. Why pray? This came to me for everyone and I'll conduct second service working. When the service is over, you are going to experience, you will notice that the supernatural wisdom to answer, to respond to matters is already on you. Shout a living amen. Now, this is the interesting thing about this thing. It's not per se about the correctness of what you are saying. Even though it's important to say something that is correct. It's about the anointing that is backing up what you are saying. Hallelujah. One of the leaders gave a testimony this morning. Of course, was taken to highest level, a very high level in the office promotion. And then he had to see, he had to present something to someone representing the governor, ex-governor, ex this one, that one, someone that managed the airport at uh, Atlanta Airport. These dignitaries were present. And he said that what he was saying, he wasn't sure of it, but he was saying it. And at the end, they all nodded their head. I mean, like, wow. When the meeting was over, the MD said, you know what? We have said we are not promoting anybody this year. Your promotion, and it was just handed over to him. I will give you, of course, a wisdom, a mouth and a wisdom that none of your adversary. You know why? Psalm 119, verse 98. Let's read. Because this is not at work only, even in the house. There is a way to respond to situation that instead of confusion, there is peace. Thou through thy commandments, you have made me wiser than my enemies. The last part is the most important. Why? They are ever with me. It is when we leave this world that opposition will not be. There will be challenges in the place of work. One thing about challenges, the thing about them is this. You are either lifted by them or they bring you down. There is no promotion without writing an exam. And exams are not always palatable. Are you following me? Wisdom. A mouth and a wisdom. I'm sharing it because it's coming on you right now. Because Jesus said it to you. I give you a mouth. Ah, let it be that none of you proposes, you submit a proposal that will ever be rejected again. And when you sit with people to negotiate, they applaud the wisdom of God at work in you. Amen. He said, the enemies are ever with me. 
If you change office, there will be somebody in the new office who will not like you. They are ever. Why? Thou preparest a table before me, Psalm 23. Where? In the presence of my enemies, not behind them. Because of Psalm 119, verse 19, they are ever present. Their presence is not the problem. But there is a wisdom that they cannot gainsay. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can have your seats. I'm almost through. Thank you for standing with me. <laughs> Are you with me? Look at Jesus. I want, to, I want us to take a clue from Jesus. Matthew 22. I want to read from verse 20. Or less than Matthew 22. Something is happening to you. You know, people have responded to their husband and the marriage broke or issues upon issues. Statistically, maybe about 50% of women are not at peace with their in-laws. And some in-laws are extremely troublesome. Let me tell you this, and I say this, listen. You have to understand very well, up front. Somebody said that, workers will just say that, when are we going to do family stuff? If you are from a broken home sincerely you might have double work to do it's not your fault um, it doesn't make you a bad person but somehow patterns tend to want to repeat themselves this is why some family will say that my child cannot marry from any broken home it's not the solution because broken people are good and wonderful people it's not their fault at times but it's just that once that thing so if you know there is nothing wrong with knowing your history and don't pretend as if what is there is not there. Did you get what I've just said now? So if you know, you know you have double work to do. But we'll talk about that another day. But that is very important. Because most likely, whatever, has, whatever happened to people before you, we almost try to happen to you also. Except that you have delved into the spirit realm to have acquired more knowledge from the word of God and you have fortified yourself then it will come, but you will be over it. It will not happen to you. It is true. If people before you, they've had cancer, women, mother dying, 40-something, 50-something, and it's a pattern, and you don't deliberately look into God's word and let the word of God be stamped in your spirit that it cannot happen to you, if you just assume that the assumption does not solve any problem, it is knowledge that comes by the impartation of the Holy Ghost that gives you that faith. So say, no, devil, you cannot come around and it will not come around. But if we just assume, no, assumption won't do anything. There is a wisdom. So in, in, in uh, Matthew 22, verse 20, can you project? Now, let's start from 18. Let's start from 17. <laughs> Tell us, therefore, let's start from 16. Now they sent out to him their disciples with Herodias, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. They were trying to set up Jesus. Look at the psyche. You are a true teacher. You say the truth as it is. You don't care about anybody. He said, okay. Then they put the thing in between. When you want to give a medication, a drug to a child, 
You can put it inside something they love to eat and then they will swallow it. That, so they were trying to do that with Jesus. A bait. And then, after saying all those signs, they say, tell us therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Pharisees were always around Jesus, but Jesus conquered them every single time that they asked him questions. Now, when they were saying that you are a true teacher, yes, you say the truth and say yes, they just really chip in that question. Is it right to pay Caesar? <laughs> Verse 18. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why are you tempting me? Then he said, Let me shut your mouth. Verse 19. Show me. See, oh Lord, when this wisdom is at work, honestly, you can two days look at what you have said. It might not make sense to you. But because it's the unsure for the moment, when you say at that moment, it kills every tension and it solves every problem. What I'm saying this is that situations will arise in families. Oh, don't know, do not say what you think you should say. There is a wisdom that will rise from within. He said, I give you a mouth. Because the end product is peace, not who is right. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm looking at two aspects of this. The one that will function as you go to work, and that one will start right there as you step out today, and you step into your work tomorrow. Whether you do business or whatever, there is something you say that makes somebody turn back and say, okay, I want the deal now. There is a way. It's not fabricated. He said, I give you a mouth and a wisdom. The adversary in this sense represents literally an adversary, but it also means everything that seeks to oppose what you are proposing. That there is a dimension of grace allocated to you that when you speak, all opposition will just stop. Somebody says that you are facing a panel and they're about to, then this word rises from within and you say, okay, this is it. And they'll be like, okay, okay. And I can give you several examples of people. So, but we are starting with our Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus begin, if, if he started saying, ah, oh, that was what happened when they asked him. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. Believers, everybody watching me this morning, stop answering like a natural man. It's time to depend on the Holy Spirit. The greatest temptation of Jesus was about the woman caught in the act of adultery. He was put in a fix. The princes of this world have their wisdom, but it is limited. Jesus was set up big time like no other person and like none other uh, like no other time. They said she was caught in that of adultery. Moses said we should kill her. What do you say? If Jesus said that day that don't kill her, they, they stole men for the woman. <laughs> we'll just be directed to Jesus. Because the Pharisees, anything against Moses will die immediately. So, at the same time, Jesus came to save the lost, not to condemn them and sentence them to death. So, if he should say, Obey Moses. It will be compromising the reason. He said, the son of man has come to save the lost. Here is a lost woman before you. To give your consent to have been stoned, you have compromised your mission. But to say they should not stone that the stone will be directed, redirected at you. So he looked down and he wrote on the ground. Meditation. Then he looked up. He neither said yes nor no. Ah, shine. This thing will be happening to you over and over again. Say amen. 
You won't say yes or no. You just say something and it changes the matter. He said, anyone that does not have a sin, cast the first stone. There was no yes nor no in that answer. Ah! The guy was throwing the stone for Oh boy. He <laughs> catch us. <laughs> ah! The other one looked at the other one. Remember that <laughs> I, I saw you at the hotel four days ago. And he dropped the stone. Ah! One of them just told her, maybe he slapped his wife that morning. So I have my sin also. One is a task collector stealing money. He says, so I'm a thief, but I want to... Uh, <laughs> and by the time Jesus looked up, there was none of them qualified to stand again. And he said, woman, where are they? He said, they've left. He said, neither do I go, go and sin no more. He saved her. And he saved his own life. Wisdom from above. A mouth and a wisdom. A mouth and a wisdom. Glory to God. In this one... He said, give me, as they were talking, John looked at them. None of them expected what was the next thing he was going to say, what he said next. None of them expected the next thing he said. Can I have a coin? And they gave him. Now, he did not also answer directly whether Caesar should be paid or not. He just said, whose image is this? Caesar's image. Give Caesar what belongs to Caesar and God what belongs to God. And they were shut down. Look at the next verse. Verse 22. When they had this word, they marveled and left him and went their way. I'm sure they went back to tell those who sent them. There's a passage, I don't realize this same chapter, that they said to those who sent them that we have never heard any man speak like this before. And those who said, so you, you, too, you have been converted. We sent you to go and spy on somebody. Now you are commending the person to us because the speed dropped on them. Now, Look at verse 43. Let's start from 42. The same chapter. Jesus did some. No, this earlier part, they asked him question. Then he decided to ask them question. Sometimes you are answering a question. Sometimes you are the one speaking. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, let's start from, from 41. When the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They said unto him, the son of David. Verse 23. He said unto them, How then does David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit right until I make your enemy thy first too. Verse 44. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? What a question. And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day ask him any more questions. In the earlier part, he silenced them. Those who spied on him went away. He now looked at them, gathered them, and said, Come, come, it has not ended there. So let me also now ask you a question. And the Bible said, When he finished, from that day, <laughs> everybody around you will know that the Lord is with you. Amen. You will never run a conference, speak to people, speak to people in your office respond to a memo or anything by your wisdom anymore. Yeah. And people will notice that there is an unction. Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Another leader, she also gave the same testimony in the same, this same kind of organization also, and she said in the morning the same thing. She just made a presentation. I mean, 
being brought in and people interview you and you, you think you have said nonsense and all of them getting up and clapping for you that wow and then it's okay you have it now this thing is in us and it is what we will look at several aspects of it as the Lord grants us grace is there a way to speak to a child by not saying do this or don't do that yet the end, the end of going the right way and there is, a, there is a time when you say don't do this that is when you lose them they are going to do that because by strength shall no man prevail. Is there a way a woman handles a relationship at home and there is absolute peace? Are there things that a man can say and instead of peace, trouble, more and more trouble? Many Christians have done this. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just tell you in the office not to say anything to what people are saying. You know, you feel like what is right to do is to say that it's not so. And they say, just don't say anything. And one week after that, you decide that, thank God you never said anything. He said, I give you a mouth and a wisdom that nobody can get say. Once you operate that wisdom, it silences every other thing. I see you writing, submitting proposals with this wisdom, this unction. I see that any meeting they call you to come and defend what you have said is with grace and with victory. There will be rapid promotion for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, let's rise. You know, the month of May is going to be your most beautiful month ever. Better than all the la months of last year put together. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please, meditate on what I've shared with you. It's a brief message. Because I will just let you just tell you. Because it's a direct message. Because that is what will be working in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you. We give you praise. We honor you. We adore you. That was what came on Feladro to him. He had been dreaming of meeting Governor Benga Daniel, the former governor of Ogu State. He needed to do something in the state. A proposal that would fetch him so much money. But only the governor could give that kind of consent. And he was in London. And the governor was in London. And uh, Ogu State people in London had a meeting and invited the governor. Of course, in the office, the protocol people were around. And nobody could talk with him. And as he was walking through the down the aisle, going out of the meeting, everybody was calling him, excuse me, excuse me, and he didn't ask anybody. Because the guys, the guys were walking around, excuse me, excuse me, sir. And he just heard from within. Don't say excuse me, sir. Call your name, just shout your name. A mouth and a wisdom. And he just said, Feladro Toye, sir. And the governor stopped. He said, I've heard that name before. Who said that? He said, that man there. He said, you are Feladro Toye, come, come. He said, Feladrote, Feladrote, Feladrote. I have heard that name before. We need to see. And he sat down with the governor. And he's finished discussing everything. The governor said that we've been looking for somebody who will do this for the state. Sometimes, people have ideas they are rejected. You need what I'm sharing. Some other times, people have an idea, but they don't allow you access to those who can listen to you and execute what you are saying. There are young guys listening to me here. If you have a day with the governor, your life will never remain the same. You have beautiful ideas that will move, and you are not just looking for money. Truly, what you have to offer will move the state to another level, but they will never let you see him. They all answer to this same thing I'm sharing with you. A wisdom. Daniel stood before Ariok when the king's uh, order was so fierce that they should kill all the wise men. The Bible said, with wisdom and counsel, I will start second. What did, what did Daniel tell Darius? You know, you know the kings of those days. They will send you his go, no come. Go and kill all the wise men. You brought one to the king. The king could have killed the man himself. Kings were like gods then. You must obey them. 
But what did Daniel tell Ariok that made Ariok to reconsider the king's order? A whole Nebuchadnezzar. And instead of killing Daniel, he brought Daniel to the king. He said, sir, I found somebody who can help. The PAs are there, but there is a way to bypass PA. By the grace of God, I've done it with all the landlords of all the properties we use at the church. And as a, as a house also, my own, my own house. All these uh, deposits and all those, I don't pay them. I mean, the agent, they try to stop me from seeing landlord. I see landlord and I pay one year rent. I've been paying one year rent. I don't pay two years. And landlords are always very simple. But the agents have their 10%, 10 also. They will, I pay 5%. When you meet the man, he will cancel everything. But they will stop you from seeing the man. All proposal being written to governor, they end at the table of the secretary or somewhere, somewhere there. It's painful. It's painful. It's painful. People allow those who say to them or those who they feel that they like. But there's something you can say. And the guy says, no, I don't do this, but I wanted to see you. You are seeing your guy tomorrow. And maybe say, I can give you examples of people who have done this. I just said about Ariel. In our time, a lot of people. When protocols are broken. So let him come, let me come, let him come, let him come. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. <laughs> Somebody wanted to see a governor, one of the governors of the states. And they did not allow her. This thing just came on her. She had some friends, triplets. And she told them, when next I'm going to that office, you will follow me. And the three of them followed her. They got to the front of the office. What I tried the secretary was seeing triplets. Three young ladies, triplets, and very identical. Plus the friend that brought them. So somehow the governor passed out from afar and saw them. Triplets will catch your attention. Three young ladies that look exactly alike. And he said, he asked me, what are they, what do they want? He says, so the guy couldn't write it. He said, they've been saying they want to see you. He said, then why are you stopping them? See, all these girls are always simple. It is those middlemen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We give God all the glory. Someone bless this morning. Lift up hands and just give God praise. We worship you. We honor you. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.